Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited about today's show. We were running behind, if you happen to be watching live, and it turns out it's because we were waiting for 11.11 to happen, and that's exactly when we started the show. So 11.11, even if you're listening in an archive, you can celebrate 11.11 with us right now. So thank you for being here with me, and I would love to invite you to watch it in the archives or live, however you would like to join us. You can search in iTunes or however you receive your podcast for Charmed Life with Trisha Carr. Please do like, subscribe, share, and comment, review, all whatever's available, because that does bump us up in the algorithm, and it allows you to engage your light even more profoundly with this programming, and I appreciate it. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. I want to say hello to the Lightworkers Lab, an online spiritual community hosted on Facebook, founded by my Dear, amazing, luminous friend, Crystal Ann Compton, this community is one that is of resource, education, expression, and support. So find us on Facebook. I am a moderator and a head teacher there. By uh, just going to Facebook and looking for the Lightworkers Lab, it'll show up as a group. I have my own group, and you can find that by searching... uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash Charmed Life Love. And without further delay. I would love to welcome my in-studio guest. He was here uh, about a month and a half ago. He is a healer and also a QHHT, quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioner, and his name is Jeroen DeWitt. Thank you. Thanks for being here again. (laughs) (laughs) We have so much to talk about. We had to have you on a second time and maybe a fourth and twelfth time. I'm so excited to be back here. (laughs) I'll bring your mic a little bit closer for us. Thank you. Um, So we wanted to talk about some we wanted to dig a little deeper into quantum healing hypnosis technique and if if you aren't familiar with this particular modality why don't you give us a little little overview again since you are the expert sure um so quantum healing hypnosis technique was developed by dolores cannon and um she took quite a while coming to the point where she was with it before she died um she started back in the 60s she was trained in traditional hypnosis and um gradually she um, by accident, actually, she regressed somebody into a past life. Yes. And so at the time, there was no literature about it. Uh, nobody really knew about reincarnation or past lives. And so this courageous lady, um, coming from the Midwest and from a religious background, um, uh, courageously went forward with it and was able to regress more people and started documenting it. Um, and so uh, she, she changed the technique over time to incorporate past life she was fascinated by it she didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. um and then i think in the 80s or 90s she started working with people that had been abducted by aliens right that's when the the big abduction program was going or the hybrid children program is what they say was going on the exactly. grays yeah that's when it came to light yeah. yes yes yeah. uh-huh um and so in doing that, she found out that these aliens that we only knew through horror movies, mm-hmm. you know, and as the bad guys, mm-hmm. uh, it turned out that the ones that she was in contact with through her clients were all very benevolent ones. Yes. And they were our people from a different realm, different galaxy, right. uh, just checking in on us and making sure that um, our systems were running optimally and to see that we're still a mission. And this is actually that you bring that particular part of her work to light today because we are still in the midst of a the Lionsgate portal being open which is overseen by the Lyrans who are the uh, benevolent benevolent yes. um, 
ultra dimensionals or transdimensionals oh. ETs from the Lyra. I didn't even know that constellation. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say like the uh, eclipse uh, season is like hitting me hard. Oh yeah, yeah it's crazy, it's knocking me out, brain fog all over the place. Yeah, yeah. and the, yeah. you know, I really we're in Mercury retrograde too as we record this, and this Mercury retrograde, I actually did gain a deep appreciation for it. You know, kicking and screaming because my computer <laughs> was doing this, not but every single thing that went wrong technologically or something or with communication I you know I was just like okay thank you I know I'm learning something and I could find a way that I I was just deepening my awareness about something I didn't tick that box on the thing and I'm like seriously I didn't even know that box existed I swear I've never ticked the box (laughs) (laughs) but this time technology was like yeah you're gonna start ticking the box (laughs) we're sick of you not ticking the box (laughs) but also in just communications and so anyway back to um, so yeah, that was the 80s and 90s, and then um, she found out that people were, get, were getting healing experiences through this process. Mm-hmm. And so again, she modified the technique to incorporate um, uh, what she called the, um, the the subconscious or higher self. So yeah. she found out that there's a, a part of us that um, um, people relate to as the soul or the higher self, mm-hmm. and um, she was able to access it through this technique and sort of get the um, the metaphysical uh, backstory to, to a person's life and, and get yeah. healing as well. Now, yeah. was, um, I forget her name, the Blavatsky? Oh, oh, Dolores Cannon? No, Blavatsky. Oh, Blavatsky, yeah. Yeah, you know, from because um, that work preceded uh, Dolores's, although it wasn't so widely, I mean, we didn't have the internet, so there, how, how could she even find it? I'm just curious if, if that at some point, do you know if that at some point, the work that was going on with the spiritualist churches and everything and if if that's she found that at some point was like oh my gosh I'm not the only one who's discovering this stuff. <laughs> that's interesting. I don't know actually. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't I, heard her talk about that either. I don't know. I mean, what I do know is that when I met her, I worked with her, um, you know, before she died. But um, you know, I met her and she just looks like a like a church lady from the Midwest. <laughs> she sounds like a little it too. <laughs> You know, and she didn't she didn't seem like somebody who would have um, <laughs> interest in that or or would be. She didn't look like a Madame Zelda with like no, a right. crystal ball, yeah. <laughs> yes, and she sounds like it too. Like exactly. if you go listen to old videos yeah. of Dolores Cannon, she just sounds like your grandma. She's you know got this kind of cute accent or cadence yes. that's very uh, folksy. Folksy, that's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds. She kind of sounds like my father-in-law, actually. Oh really? <laughs> His family's like mostly from Ohio. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> so the way, yeah, it just it's kind of it's really cute. And then she opens her mouth, and all this sort of expanded galactic knowledge just falls out. And she always yeah. acts. She every time I would hear her speak, she'll speak about it, but then she'll act like, "Isn't that amazing?" Like you right. know, <laughs> I mean, she's been she's been pulling this through for decades. Right. And then she'd be like, well, and then they told me that, you know, the higher self can heal you. Right. The the aliens told me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good impression, right? Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I channeled her. Change careers. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Dolores, this is this phenomenal woman. She's also the author, if you haven't heard of her, of a book of uh, a series of books called The Convoluted Universe, based mm-hmm. upon a lot of it upon the information she was receiving from these benevolent ETs about how the galaxy is functioning and this whole exactly yeah, so yeah all of arena. her books yeah mm-hmm. exactly all of her books are um, client experiences so mm. she would regress people and then there's amazing information would come out right. different subjects um, about aliens but also about um, mythological creatures and um, legends of Atlantis and mm-hmm. pyramids and it was quite expanded and wonderful I had an appointment with Yarun and my Regression seemed it's we seem to go back to it seems like kind of like Lemuria. 
Oh, we did. I don't. I don't remember. You don't remember. remember. I know. Yeah. I don't remember things from my sessions yeah. either. So because <laughs> you're <laughs> deep in the intuitive space. Uh, well, I regress back to he wasn't. I didn't find myself very attractive. <laughs> 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 it was sort of this diminutive, hairy. Were you the leprechaun? Yeah, something like a leprechaun, transdimensional kind of. Yes, I'm the leprechaun. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was right. interesting because it was it was real. It, it were it was a f- we were physical beings, right? Who could you know also trans? We could transition. We could go into subdimensions and tra- you know we could be transdimensional. Right. But I went into <clears throat> the experience of being very physical, and so it, when we finished, we both thought it felt like Lemuria. I mean, I didn't specifically hear that say or that, say that in the dream like, yeah. yeah or dream it's, it's kind of like a dream actually it's kind of like a dream right and so yeah it's i do get a feeling of mm-hmm. of the vibration or the energy so yeah. and so i've worked with many different people and and sort of recognize different different energies i suppose yeah. right but i'm trying to remember what session it was was it where you lived in like a a, a rural area and then sort of the humans came in and they sort of yes i think the they one? were humans i just in the in the experience i just kept referring to them as ta- being tall Oh yeah, and that was a, that was a good session. but they were basically humans. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we were humanoid, right? You know, and but just totally different. It was like we were more dwarf compared to them, right? And they were slender. I can picture what I was seeing and how it was. Really, if I compare it to this context, they were just people, right? But they just seemed so long, and <laughs> From you know, your <laughs> yeah, and they were just so skinny and tall, and it right. was weird because we were like blocks right <laughs> <laughs> you know i wasn't a cute little woodland fairy no <laughs> and it's so surprising to people it's always so much fun for me to watch like yesterday i had this lady come in and so i had her look she was in a field and i looked down on her body and she goes oh my my legs are all hairy yes exactly yeah. what my i was i found my feet first i looked at my feet and i was like they're hairy and right. stubby <laughs> and I'm like dang it can't i be adorable and luminous and like have some purple a beautiful Atlantean hair priestess yeah purple <laughs> yeah. hair no nice dress on yeah, yeah some hairy dude <laughs> no offense to the hairy dudes thank you my husband is a hairy dude i'm a hairy dude too yeah. <laughs> um oh you know what actually i want to mention to my regular listeners that unfortunately Jarvis Essex, who has been producing my show for a while, is no longer with us. And so I just wanted to mention that. And thank you so much for always loving Jarvis. And, of course, we appreciate his contribution. But we did say goodbye. He's moved on. And so I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to Jarvis. And thank you all for embracing and loving Jarvis as a part of Charmed Life. But stick around because we're still here. (laughs) All right. So anyway. So anyway. So going back to um, QHC. So, um to, you know, Dolores' credit, she she developed this technique, mm-hmm. and so um, lots of people practice it now, and so mm-hmm. it helps people to connect with their higher self and to um, get a peek, like a peek underneath the hood, so yes. you say, yeah, to see what's going on, um, you know, behind the scenes of your life, and behind the scenes of the lives. I rem- we went between lives. We went to. Yes. planning the life. Yeah. So people refer to it as past life regression at first mm-hmm. and then it just didn't cover the whole I know. You know, the whole outlandish things that can happen because right. people can go to past lives but also future lives. Alternate par- parallel, yeah. All that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, late alien lives, different galaxies, different dimensions, um animal lives. Mm-hmm. Um I've had people be part of the atmosphere or um one of them was like a bowler wedged in between two rocks as oh. a lifetime. So oh, gosh, anything is chills. possible. It's yeah. amazing. So there might be somebody in here right now. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, everything, There's nothing is void of consciousness. Exactly. Everything yeah. is alive. Everything yeah. is sentient or conscious or, you know, because exactly. everything is energy and energy is alive. Yes. So, you know, with um, 
I got chills when you said people being the atmosphere. That I, I need to go explore that because that really like <laughs> oh that hit a nerve. <laughs> that did. I was like oh, oh. yeah, I know hmm. what that is. I the first time and well, I should say I remember hearing Dolores talk about basically you know she'd been regressing to past lives and then suddenly the there was some kind of veil that was lifted. I don't remember if it was a conversation with some ETs or if it literally just happened in a session where it wasn't behind. It wasn't a timeline behind the client. And it was sort of like she had to like have this. It's an awakening, you know, to wake up to time isn't linear. Right. And she was saying like, no, 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 because she'd been doing it for so long and she just couldn't fit that understanding or belief in. Right. And then she said, well, wait, if I do that, then I'm going to be just like the church. And, you know, I'm going to be restricting what must may be truth. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she. I, mean, I think she was extraordinary that way. That she. I mean, all of her books. I think start with. She says she describes like how all of the information like kept expanding her mind, like, mm-hmm. and that and that she calls them day, sort of the higher self or yes. God consciousness source, whatever you, what you have for that. Um, sort of spoon fed it to her. Mm-hmm. Like first mm-hmm. it was past lives, and then it was aliens, and then it just blew it right open. <laughs> then it blew it all open, yeah. right? Yeah. I know it's interesting, but because we still say like past life regression, but. I don't know. We need to come up with some other word for it because when I regress myself in meditation, it, it could be parallel, you know, yes. or it could be future. Y- you're correct. And so this mm-hmm. is why the uh, the name was changed to quantum healing hypnosis technique. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you're absolutely correct. So what we're finding out is that there's no time. Mm-hmm. Only it, time is a human or a three-dimensional construct, and mm-hmm. it's, it's helpful on the planet to learn certain things, mm-hmm. but that in other layers of consciousness, there's no time. Right. Everything seems to be happening right now, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, for my human mind, it's difficult to comprehend. It's like, um, but the kind of model that I use is that there's our soul, which is sort of a little bit more individuated from source, mm-hmm. and it, it chooses to extend out in all these different experiences mm-hmm. and and they're all happening at once somehow and that's and it's interesting because with my clients if they're like animal clients in particular if their animal is past, I'm doing animal mediumship and they'll be asking if their animal is a reincarnation of this that and it's kind of interesting because you can look at things linearly like that yes. I I'm looking at a past life I'm reincarnated as this and you know I'm looking at that a particular timeline and this energy flows this way but it's like that life still exists and so when someone when you do it's 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 just can blow your mind so it's it's helpful sometimes to look at it linearly so that we can kind of ground it human consciousness (laughs) exactly fit it in make it make sense and i have to i explain it's like yes your animal is interested in coming this personality is interested basically like sending energy into your next animal mm-hmm. but you will still be able to the oversoul can always activate that personality totally. that, that ascended consciousness yes. of that personality yeah. uh, and you know that's where you just kind of go like oh, uh, yeah. oh and you got to just kind of relax yeah this is i mean <laughs> to try and understand it from human um sort of linear thinking um it can get you into trouble in, in a sense that you know you, you you'll be putting caps on the experience that you can have mm-hmm. um, in a session but also for me as a practitioner um so sometimes you'll find a excuse me people go to their in-between life state and there's the souls of people that are currently alive they're they're right there so mm-hmm. yeah we're existing in many different dimensions and and i guess many different times or yeah we're all existing in many different layers well i i spoke about this a couple of shows ago i had a visitation from prince Two years before he passed. Wow. And it, but it was like an astral projection. It was right. an astral dream. And I was like, that was Prince visiting me as a spirit guide. Right. And I, 
I was super excited about it because right. <laughs> I love the idea of having Prince as a spirit guide. Right. But it resonates with me very much. And, you know, he's obviously was quite uh, a special soul here on this planet. Right. So, um, yeah, that's it is um, when in my life between life time in our session, I couldn't even tell what life I was going into it like it almost mm. didn't matter it was just about the process of what happens and I learned a lot mm. about the you, process you mean the process of going into lives or being in between Th- being in between and the planning stage oh okay yeah yeah oh you know what do we have a caller Kurt oh okay great so Kurt by the way hello Kurt is producing today so hey, how you doing <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's all right I just wanted to give a shout out thank you so much for being here today oh no problem thank you for having me I'm, I'm glad to be here are we blowing your mind you are actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. So. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I'm trying to take it all in. So yeah. it, it may. I, I, I'm not used to like all of this spiritualness. Really, uh, but you probably engineer some other shows that are uh, psychic and stuff. But this is kind of way out there. Well, no, no, I'm not going to say way out there. It's just you know, like it, it, it's a lot to take in at mm-hmm. first. So it, it's very fascinating. Yeah. Very interesting. But cool. yes, we do have callers. All right, great. <laughs> well, let's take a call. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Julie. Julie. Hi, Julie. We have Yarun on with us. How are you? Great. What's going on with you today? Uh, Well, I have a question about my mediumship journey and tuning in that way. I'm kind of interested in what your perception is of my destination with that. I know my own perception, my own feelings, my own thoughts on the journey and what the destination will hold for me, but I'd like to get another perspective. Okay. Um, Yurun, do you have anything? Are you picking anything up or would you like me to start? I'll start, please. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing I was drawn to, Julie, is high heart. You know, we have our heart chakra and it actually kind of expresses in two ways and there's a high heart aspect and I'm feeling that there is some inner work to do there around the high heart and really it's always the shortcut is self-love so cultivating that deep self-love just a little bit more it feels like you might want to slow down in some areas of the life it feels like you're maybe getting a little overwhelmed with some of the relationships and folks that are um I want to say asking for you to maintain them and there's a lot of high maintenance going on and you can draw your energy back from that even if you can't draw uh back the actual literal work you know what i mean does does this make some sense to you Mm -hmm. i do yeah yeah so okay cool so because you can keep i mean for example sometimes people they have high maintenance children and obviously you can't stop maintaining your children but you can kind of pull your energy in a little bit about it so that it is a little bit more balanced and is it literally your children? Do <laughs> you don't mind my asking? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're asking if it's my children. I'm sorry. I didn't quite understand the question. Yeah. Are your, do you have children that are kind of, you know, requiring a lot of um, stuff right now? <laughs> Maintenance? No, they're all grown. Oh, no, okay. So- Okay. Yeah, okay in life. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Well, oh, my headphone kind of cracked out there. Um, but I do also pick up, you are very, very talented at it. So you're one of these, did you have experiences when you were a teenager? Is that when some phenomena started to show up for you? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Exactly. I did have experience, but I didn't understand, you know. Sure, exactly. So that the, when we have experiences like that, when we didn't really plan to and everything, uh, I mean, there is a plan for it. It's just more on the subconscious level or more about the higher self. And But it is um, evidence for you that you are very talented at it naturally. You're a natural energetic match to this work. And so, I mean, yes, I see you helping very many people. You have such a great presence about you when you're doing this. Your, your connection is really strong. And um, to move forward in it in a way that is sort of full expression of it, career and full ministry and everything, just wants some more of that high heart healing and deepening some of the... Um, you know, that self-love and then in the literal now is drawing in some of that energy where you might be being pulled around a lot. <laughs> Does that make sense okay. to you? I appreciate that. Yes, it does. Yes, I feel a so much. very big, I feel very big expression of it, though. You, you know, we really need you doing this work fully because it's such a healing to us all. Oh, thank You're you deep. so much for that. That's so kind. Oh, of course. Thank you. You have anything to add? That's so beautiful how you, you picked all that stuff up. So, and, and I was just listening as well. I, I don't work as a medium, but mm-hmm. I was just having it resonate inside of me. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> what came forward for me is joy to be in a moment, to help you be in a moment instead of um, sort of reaching for what's ahead and, and, and sort of putting your mind into the future, but being in here and now and using joy for that to um, to find the little things in life that make you feel joyful. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a way that we build relationship with ourselves. And the more we build relationship with ourselves, uh, the more we trust ourselves, the more we trust our messages that are coming in. That's my Yes, amen. Yeah. That reminds me love just it, the other day that uh, when I was uh, teaching a class and for my animal communication class, <clears throat> and the way the teaching came through was in order to be a co-creator we have to trust and love and believe in ourselves as a creator that's where it starts in order to be in the relationship of co-creation and so that again that's i I love so far as the self-love is concerned joy just focus upon that joy yeah yeah okay wonderful thank you both so much thank you for calling (laughs) have a a wonderful rest of the call thank you radio show. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. That was fun. She's sweet, huh? Yeah. Can you feel that energy? Thanks for calling in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take another call here in a moment. Let's, uh, we're, we're, with our discussion, we were talking about some of that between life and uh, a peek behind the curtain, looking under the hood. Right. And people actually experience some physical healing when they do this work as well. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, that, that really happens. Um, a lot of people come in with questions about, like, ailments that they have right now. Mm-hmm. If it's something from a past life, it can be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it can just be something from this, pa- from this lifetime as well. But um, whatever's going on in our lives, it's perf- purposeful. From my perspective, I can't say that I know the truth of everything, but through my, my work— um, Everything is purposeful. There's a reason for it. So also physical ailments, um, it's our body talking mm-hmm. in one way or another. And so it helps to pay attention to it. Yes. Um, and so even if things have been brought in from a past life, it's not that there's a flaw in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been brought into this life to help propel people into certain areas of their life that they need to be looking at mm-hmm. or, or how it was scripted. Yeah. Right. And if you think about it, I mean, that's the benefit of when you complete a life and then you review it and then you say, okay, the lessons that I worked on, you know, all the work I did in that and what do I want to continue working on or enhancing in the next plan? And and so that's why the past life experiences will be there for us. They're always, they're always um, much more muted than what actually happened. You know, if you're having like, I remember hearing someone's story about she was having some chronic 
I don't know if it was throat issues, something with her throat. Oh, her jaw locked up. There was all this stuff going on. And then she did a regression and she saw herself as a slave being chained by the jaw. Right. And, you know, it was chronic and the doctors couldn't figure it out. And then it healed after that. Right. But the energy beneath that. So obviously having your jaw locked up is terrible. But right. not as bad as being a slave chained by your jaw. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way less bad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so then I'm finding out that there's a purpose for that to be, in, to be present in the current life. Mm-hmm. That there's a reason why we're processing it now. There's understanding that comes from it about how, who we are in the universe mm-hmm. and in our earthly life as well. So you can imagine with that particular person feeling freedom and recognizing that she is free. To right. live and express herself, you know, in this life, nobody changed, or at least in her context, people aren't being chained and, and enslaved, and she, that is not a threat for her. But what are some of the, what are the underlying ways that she could free herself and all of that kind of stuff? That's what I try to do when I do some kind of alternate or, or life review of some kind. Right. Or just review the particular, I mean, it could be a physical symptom, illness, or it could be an event. Right. You know, look at the... everything is a story and so look at the symbolism of it everything is a symbol we're symbols of source energy right exactly (laughs) so yeah so i I can use an example from my own experience so i had a lifetime where i was part of the inquisition oh no and not one of the victims i was one of the perpetrators i was this this guy who was just judging people left and right for their beliefs and sending them to the you know being hanged or being having their heads chopped off Mm. and so in that lifetime I um when I got older I realized what I'd been doing and I felt so bad so that I ostracized myself from um, any human contact and kind of died in this little shack Mm. somewhere in a in a a forest um feeling like I was unforgivable right unforgivable like who I was in that life um Mm. it's completely like I felt so bad about what I had done Uh, you know unknowingly I thought I was doing the right thing Mm mm-hmm um, but so part of that energy was part of my current lifetime right. to um, to have me experience the, the contraction of what it feels like to not be in your sort of sense of your own creatorness or, mm-hmm. your, en- your, or your own sense of being source. Right. So to experience the contrast, because this is what we do here on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so that energy was brought in to have me experience that and also to, to, to um, propel me forward into... How to say to have the journey mm-hmm. of moving back into wholeness or being part of feeling like I'm I'm creator as well. Right. Yeah. And so this journey is very very specific and unique to all of us. And then once we go through that, we hold that medicine mm. that we can um, impart to others. We hold that medicine. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. beautiful. Ooh, you hold the medicine. Oh, you I hold like the it. medicine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm. I'm I have the privilege of being made um, part of people's life before we do this regression. Um, I talk to people as you experience yes. as well. So I get um, a full scope of who they are. And doing this work for years and years and years, I've seen patterns emerge. Mm-hmm. Um, so from my perspective, the people that I have encountered, I can't say this is true for, you know, all across the board, but um, that all the experiences that we're having um, that are contracting, difficult, challenging um, are on purpose. Mm-hmm. They're scripted for us to get to know the truth of who we are, right. which is we are a source expressed on the planet. Mm-hmm. And we are the point the universe is trying to make, meaning all of us. I mean, all, all, of, all of us who we are, um, all aspects of us. So, um, you know, we might have judged ourselves for certain places. Like myself, I judged myself for in the past for having a certain experience of my own gender mm-hmm. that didn't fit in the binary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then being gay is also was difficult. 
Um, so there's, but there's many, many different ways that we can judge ourselves mm-hmm. for you know, body image, for physical shape, for our race, for our gender, our sense of identity. For, for, be, for being a medium or a being, healer. Exactly, I was I just going to get there, for <laughs> yeah. being sort of more spiritually oriented. Yes. Um, so all of these aspects that mm-hmm. we just mentioned and then the ones that we don't even have language for, mm-hmm. they're all very, very purposeful. And yes. so the more we embrace all of these aspects, the more ac- access we have to uh, the creator of who we are because mm-hmm. then we're expressing it in just the way that we came here to express. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for that. So it's all purposeful that we're all different. We're mm-hmm. all expressing different. It's it's how it's supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. Amen. It's like, I like the, um, what is that? The I can't think of the word right now, but um, like we're all different sort of lenses for source to shine, yes. shine through onto the planet. Right. And instead of being concerned with, well, their lens is more beautiful or more, it has a bigger curvature, get with the business of like polishing your own lens and celebrating it, what you came here to bring. Because yeah, what you came here to bring, because right. we need that. We, you know, that is what that makes is being this of service. Mm-hmm. That's being of service, being completely um, in, in love with yourself mm-hmm. and expressing everything that you are. Yes. Uh, because that's that's very, very purposeful. And it's healing for others because you are expressing source instead of judgment and smallness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what the sort of unevolved conditioning of the world, you know, as we're brought up, the conventional thinking is that it's somehow virtuous to judge yourself and to punish yourself and to think poorly of yourself. And, you know, I had a client recently and I was talking about self-love and she was just saying that, you know, I just have to kind of release this idea of being, I think it was self-centered. I can't even remember the word. She, vain. Vain was what she <clears throat> was kind of grown, grew up with, this script of don't be vain. And so self-love somehow means being vain. Mm. And, um, you know, she could feel that it's not. But, you know, pursuing something like self-love, sometimes we have to drop some of those old conditioning, all of those old habits and the things that we actually brought us out of sovereignty, personal sovereignty, and, you know, we're imposed from without. So much of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been in a society on the planet that has been conditioning us to believe that we're just these bags of skin and bones mm-hmm. and we're just going through life making sure that we have food to put into our bodies and mm-hmm. we get jobs in order to do that and that's and just have the happiest life as possible. Mm-hmm. But we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And yes. so we are vast, multidimensional beings we're part of source so we have to have all these different experiences of like mediumship or talking to beings or being empathic being um talking to plants Mm -hmm. or to animals to be in relationship with your natural environment that's all part of who we are Mm -hmm. and that's not weird or woo-woo or crazy it's it's normal it's natural it's more normal than it's more normal than what we've been in than the other stuff we get up to Yes. (laughs) yes and so the more we we inch into Embracing who we are, the more we are in relationship with ourselves, the more mm-hmm. we can be in relationship with our environment and people and have more compassion for ourselves and for others. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's from my perspective, that's how we uncover those layers or re- recover those parts of ourselves. Right. Bring them back in. In the face of the, uh, the conditioning that's been out there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, let's take another call. We still have some calls. OK, cool. Let's take another caller. And hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Joanne. Hi, Joanne. We hey, have Joanne. Maroon with us. How are you? Hi, good. How are you guys? We're wonderful. What's going on with you good. today? 
A lot. No. Okay. <laughs> I just was wondering what you see going on with me because a, a lot of changes are happening. Well, we are in a, the the energies, the cosmic energies being offered <laughs> right now are definitely. I mean, a lot of people are feeling that because that is kind of where we are astrologically, cosmically speaking. And um, so what I am feeling is that as you um, these changes are coming up and they they are they they're a little bit they seem like they're going to be scary. Change is scary for the mind that is oriented to the physical or the ego. And by ego, I don't mean, you know, egotistical or, or something like that. Those words. I mean, the, the part of you that is the survival instinct and the part of the mind that is oriented to that fears change. And any change, even if it is, let's say, something that is on the face devastating or difficult, like you get fired or you have to move right suddenly, something happens where you have to move, you, we always have the choice to face it and expect that there is a great outcome on the other side. Expect that there is a loving reason, as Yuren is actually telling us, everything is there, brought to our inner being is bringing it to us so that we can heal, so that we can get on that intentional path of love even more distinctly. But I feel like there's some of those are actually positive changes, right? But they're still scary. Is that right, Joanne? Yeah, I think yeah, I think they're going to be positive. <laughs> we're moving. Okay. It um it came on suddenly. Yeah. You know, we've been thinking about it, but we're moving mm-hmm. and um you know, it's it's just scary and my son is leaving even though he's a grown, you know, I call him the man child. Um <laughs> Even though he's, you know, grown, he's moving cross country. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about that, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's your baby. Just, yeah, so, yeah. and now just think about it this way. If you can click into the expectation of love, because you know that, you know you, how to vibrate to love. You know what love feels like. So that if you're able to do that, then you're going to be seeing and um, orienting to the loving choices and the things in all of the situations. So it's going to help you to pick the right mover. It's going to help you to pick the um, right, I don't know, home, if that, if you haven't gotten there yet. All of that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about the law of attraction or how energy attracts to itself. But you can even kind of see it in the, the physical life. If I am looking for mm-hmm. love, I will find love in my day-to-day life. And the way you look for love is really just to identify with it and just affirm. I think some affirmations, some affirmation practice would be good for you at this time. I wonder what good will come of this is kind of an open-ended affirmation, you know, mm-hmm. that I wonder what good will come of this can kind of tune you to be able to see that there is some kind of beauty that is actually unfolding before you. Yeah. But it would just, yeah. yeah I, I mean, we found a house, we didn't mm-hmm. sell our house yet. So I'm a little worried about that, but, um, the home that we're in now, my mom had lived with us and she passed. So I feel like it's a good thing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's good memories, but it's a constant reminder, you know. Sure. Time to just move forward with the energy and, yeah, release some energy that is just, it's served and we're going to move forward. How about, Yuren, do you have some yeah, thoughts? If, if I may chime in a little bit, what the first thing that I picked up on is some sadness. I feel it in my chest right here. And when I sort of looked into it, I... I found sort of a younger version of you, um, a little girl that mm-hmm. maybe wasn't informed or wasn't being made part of changes that were happening in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe caregivers care, or parents that didn't have the sensitivity to really be with that little girl at the time when you were younger and to really explain to her what was happening um, and also to ask her opinion and how do you feel about it and to 
to make sure that you felt secure going through this. So my advice would be my uh, to to allow your feelings to come up about sadness and to check in with yourself and to talk to this little person inside of yourself and to say, hey, I'm going to be here for you. I'm a grown woman. I know how to take care of the worldly things. And I, I hear you. I hear that this is scary for you. And um, you're part of me. You're my little girl. And I love you. Mm, that's beautiful. Great advice. <laughs> Yeah. You think you Thank could do you. that? You think you could do that, Joanne? Go go give her some love in that little girl. <laughs> I hope so. I was wondering, do you feel my mom like with any messages or is does she I mean, obviously she knows all this is happening. Mom is I am getting a I think I'm getting a is was she slender? No, not really, no. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I'm not really tapping in on with her right now. Um, was it about two years ago? Um, yeah, like 19 months. Okay, so not quite two years. Um, okay, well, I'm not getting, I'm not getting a clairvoyant image, image of her then, I suppose. But it, So 19 months, she could still be doing some of that work. So let me just see if I can pick up on someone else in there. So your angels are close by, and... Um, uh, who is this angel that you're working with? Oh, you work with Joe Fiel, who is this, uh, who's the archangel who oversees beauty. And uh, I think this is something you, you love to take care of your home, yes? And your, did your mother as well? Was this a connection you had with your mother about having a home that is very, uh, you know, is beautified and it feels really good? Did you have this connection with your mom? Um, no, we really weren't... Um I mean, we had a connection in the home. You know, she was here with us. I mean, that might be... Yeah, maybe it's the love then. Um, So let me just check in. Let's see. So mom is... Well, okay. So mom's finished the life review process. If you're not familiar with that, we've talked about it a little bit here on the show. And she's doing some schooling. This is what I get from your angel guides. And she's doing some, Mm -hmm. like, study and some school and um, planning to come back and... You know, oversee the family. Right now it's interesting because I see her far away in your field and more on your right side and then she's going to be coming in on the left side and you'll be feeling her a bit closer. And um, mm-hmm. so if that that's what the plan is. That's where we are in so far as your perspective of, of where we're moving with it. But your angels are, are really close to you and um, you have just such, you have phenomenal angelic energy around you. Just that, you, you're, you vibrate that to others. I think you know that, that you really are a comfort to others and really caring. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, I think I am. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say um, if you want to check back with either me or another medium in six months or something like that, and or if you want to see if, uh, or just maybe someone else will have a different connection than I'm getting right now on this limited, um, you know, show. Right. But it feels to me like mom is doing some school and doing that kind of study on the other side. You know, we actually have like universities and <laughs> really phenomenal stuff that yeah. we experience on the other side. And that's what I get about it. But, um, you know, those angelic oh. guides are there for you. All right. Thank you both so much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling, Joanne. Thank you for calling. Hmm. Have a good day. You You as well. Wow, that's amazing. Bye. Bye. (laughs) It's amazing your confidence and how you do that. I I was starting to, like, usually I feel things in my body. Uh It just resonates. But look at what you were doing, tapping in. I was like, oh, I wonder what it feels like. Where's her mom? And I I did feel her sort of on the right side of her and sort of removed. But I I saw you when I said that you were like, yeah, Yeah. and and further away. Yeah, Yeah. like not busy with something else right now. I think that's why I saw her as slender because I was not seeing a full image. It's like a... 
I see. I saw like you. a wispy sort of so, elongated, yeah. like a little white with a little purple or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Wow. So yeah, you you do it the same way. You just it, this is what it is. I teach people to open up all of the. I'm, I kind of say I specialize in not specializing, but I or I say. I'm an ambassador of multidimensional connection, and it's all just about tuning. Beautiful. And so, you know, I like to tune into all of the things, and some people really have a passion for the mediumship right. or really have a passion for or the archangel realm or, you know, whatever. Right. And I like I like doing all of it. And so anyone can. It's just a matter of tuning, and, and yeah, you, you're very clairvoyant, so. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah you, yeah, you you know you're I mean, way, right? I mean, I know I, I'm, I don't have that confidence. About it <laughs> we yet. don't have yeah. the, you just haven't done it. Yeah. We don't have the experience. Yeah, yeah. But I know that we all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I, yeah, it's um, I'm very clairsentient too. Those are my two dominant ways to experience is uh, clairsentience and then clairvoyance. And then you know, with animals, there's a lot of clairaudience, a lot of speech-like stuff coming through, and it's because the animals I work with are with humans and the humans are always talking and <laughs> you know what I mean like that's what they do yeah so they right. kind of bring through that energy a lot too hmm. so um but yeah that's uh that's that's great but it's all I don't know even cutting it up into the different ways that we're sensing is not even that important it just shows up you know exactly I mean I feel like for me as well like I have some ways to go in sort of accepting those parts of myself even more to make to uh, to know that they're just normal parts of me yeah really well, like it, it feels like Let's see. Like when I'm asked to tap in, I was like, oh, I can't do that. That's not me. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, I have to get over that. Sure. I'm, in this context, I'm used to this context. This is home for me. Yeah. <laughs> Being <laughs> doing it live. Right. Yeah. Right. But when you're in a QHHT session, you are have, are you having co-visualizations with your I am, yes. Clients, no, there's right? a, yeah. there's, you're right. There's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that happens. Like yeah. I feel like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in my client's shoes, and that's mm-hmm. that's how I work. So yeah. I feel, and it, it helps me to ask questions and to, and and so you know, oftentimes it happens that I'm feeling something or sensing something, and then they say, "Oh, there's this person right here that I just been feeling," right. or it, it goes a certain way where I thought it was going to go. Yeah. yeah. So you just see, you that do all happen. of that. You just do it in a particular context. Yeah. And this one's so different, so yeah. that's why you're like, "Ah, oh, I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I'm actually working. I have my animal communication class that I'm doing right now. So I have several students and we do these group practice sessions on Zoom and I coach them and everything. And this is something I'm talking to them about because some of them are experienced, some of them are not experienced with animal communication. And some that even if they're experienced when they're doing it with like on this video call with a bunch of people around, they're like, ah. the I'm, phrase, like right. I'm like, you know what? This skill of doing it with everyone is not actually important. <laughs> so don't don't beat don't yourself about up about, about how weird right. it feels. Right. <laughs> Unless you want to do these all the time, it's not really important. But um, enhancing the skill in a way that is so um, visceral to you, mm-hmm. like you know it so well that it it can even if you're uncomfortable because of your sensitivity and. I know. energy of being wow. aware of everything, it just snaps in. So, okay. yeah. That's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And um, it's, yeah, it be, it's, it's different. Like, I, I've also had a, a, a client, and she, the first time she did, like, a Facebook Live where she was getting readings just by looking at the person's name and the request in a comment. And she was like, I've never done, like, I don't know if I can do that because I'm used to being with the person or talking sure. to them or something. Right. But it just happened you know right. what I mean like she was like I was so blown away because spirit just showed up and I had all this information right. so I've had those experiences as well but mm-hmm. to do it on command and with all this stuff going on that seems to be very daunting to me yeah you know? yeah no so it just, I, just I takes experience. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I've been doing this show for a while now and actually the Facebook lives too I've been doing those for a while and you just 
that it really makes it makes this muscle really strong because you just mm. have to go. You just right. have to say what it is. And if they say no, then you go, okay, then I feel a little deeper. <laughs> right, right. And to not make it wrong or say, oh, my God, I just that's the ch- Yes, that's the challenge. Yeah. Keep, keep snapping back into that self-love and know that the reason that you're bringing anything through or trying to bring anything through is all healing and love. So it can't go wrong. Right. And that's the, what they're asking for, too, is more love. Right. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Hmm. <laughs> so where were we with our conversation? We were talking um, about some of the healing that you could do. We were talking about the lives between lives and um, just cultivating the self-love. What are some, maybe is there another experience, and a standout experience where a client sort of was able to tap into that self-love or the, the experience that the oversoul or the soul, can, the higher self, can give us to be able to come into that Hmm. integration with the self yeah, or your I mean, own whether yeah. clients are your own I mean there's so many sometimes it comes through um, lifetimes being experienced where people were very very powerful or mm-hmm. powerful in a way that they they were trusting themselves because that's really that's a very key word that comes up over and over because um, people come in with like how can I move forward you know how can I uh, feel more free within myself and it's always back to trusting yourself and if there's any judgments that have been present inside of us um, to forgive ourselves mm-hmm. for the judgments uh, of, of smallness uh, uh, not good enough, not worthy. Right. Um, all those, um, when they're being resolved, they move into the to the oneness and to the truth of who we are. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it can come through. Like, thank God, I remember yesterday's session because they all like become a blur after a while. <laughs> oh, sure. But yeah, so um, this woman that I saw yesterday, she had a beautiful experience where she was a um, a leader of a tribe somewhere. Mm-hmm. She was a woman in that lifetime as well, and she felt very very powerful I mean, meaning not to kind of powered like to make other people feel bad or to mm-hmm. make them feel small but just very very powerful within himself mm-hmm. within herself she had access to a higher knowing and um she's being recognized for it so mm-hmm. that feeling was very very helpful for for her to experience in her lifetime right now because she's not she wasn't experiencing it yesterday right. yeah oh, i mean yeah. up until yesterday um so that's a way and then um another way is to um, like yesterday as well, um, this woman went into the in-between life state, mm-hmm. and so we're exploring the the realm. And so I have my questions that I ask, and um, and she said, "Oh, there's other beings here, which is very very common." Mm-hmm. And then one of them was her her father who had just passed away, mm-hmm. and so to have that experience of sort of reconciliation and um, to to find that support. And to um, to be told from these these people that were key in your lifetime right now that you're on the right track and mm-hmm. that they're proud of you and it's um, it's very very healing in a sense. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. beautiful. To release those those judgments of ourselves that we have we have split our light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so these kind of experiences can help um, reintegrate those parts. Bring back yeah. some more of that soul light. Yes. Allow it in. Allow it in. And exactly. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Just last week, the show that with the guest that I I don't remember what we were discussing, but somehow it came out. I I said, I the I said I think that's the original. I said the original sin is of course something that is like from the Bible, but there's a lot of wisdom in all of the sacred texts, and I think that the wisdom sometimes is um, lost because of you know we have antiquated 
and judgmental expectation, you know, all this kind of stuff. But literally what I said was the original sin is trying to believe something about yourself that isn't true, essentially creating that separation. It's and judgment. That the judgment. Yeah. And, yeah, the fract. Somehow that you don't love yourself. Some yeah. some way of rejecting yourself is like really the original sin. That's the fall from grace from mm. my, in my perspective. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's judgment, self-judgment, because mm-hmm. there's no... I mean, I'm supposed like people that are listening to your show. I, I don't think that there must not be Bible thumpers, but um, no, they're not. But a lot of them are. I, I come from the church, right? You know, I was in the, in, in evangelical Christianity, so I do attract people who are like who have come from it, recovering. <laughs> like yeah, recovering exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there is no there's no judging God mm-hmm. from my perspective, right? So it's all love, and um, it's all love, and so mm-hmm. um, it's it's the judgment that we go through now um, to release that to be to learn how to expand into the into the the beauty and the the sourceness of who we are the unconditional yeah, to let go of all that stuff yes yeah i was going to say something else but i'm having a senior moment <laughs> 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 i hope now we're about the same age <laughs> uh, but there is no judgment in the universe there's no judgment there is no judging god there you know it how could there be a judging god if everything is god exactly how could i ju- i mean my finger is hurt how could I be judgment, judgmental of my finger for causing me pain? Or you know what I mean? Like I just want to love and bring back that finger right. and into wellness and into wholeness. Right. That's just what the universe is. There's no judgment in nature. We can see that. It just is. It is. It is yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, when the cheetah is chasing the gazelle, the gazelle is, you know, has a survival instinct. But the moment. It's that these things always they're always so difficult because I'm voting for the cheetah. Of course, because if he because they can't they have to expend so much energy. He, they sometimes could die if they don't get that meal. Right. But then when he actually gets the gazelle, then I'm like, it's just such a place to be. And like from having from the a, a human perspective uh-huh, and yeah. the sensitivity about all of the creatures. Yeah. But, you know, the gazelle. And what's amazing is that the cheetah actually naturally. Um, is more, we would say humane is the wrong word for it, but will actually bring down that animal in the easiest way. The swift way. The swiftest way, right. which actually biologically speaking is better for him too because there's less fear hormone deposited into mm. the gazelle's tissues, right. which makes it more palatable and more healthy for him. Right. And But when the gazelle is caught, he just is peace, that peace of release. Hmm. And it's, I don't know, I got on this thing, but we're talking about no judgment. Right. And the gazelle isn't in judgment of the cheetah, even if there's, during the moment where he is in the survival hmm. stage. Interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that's a long, I've got a, a quite a ways to go for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm there sometimes, but of course I'm so sensitive other times. And that's what, for me as well. Yes, yeah. yes. And and that's the journey, exactly, is holding, witnessing that about yourself, holding that space for yourself. Right. You know, when you talk about diet or something like that, my, my main thing to tell people is, well, if you're, if it hurts you, then, then yeah, don't eat it. <laughs> Whatever it is, like right. if it's hurting your heart, right. you, you, that's not, that's not for, you're not ready for that or right. whatever. There's work to be done right. and you aren't ready for that. And that's you know it's so for me that that extends to uh vegetation as well because mm-hmm. uh those are just as alive everything is alive right? yes mm-hmm. and of course i mean obviously that's how um you know vegetation being treated with pesticides and chemicals that are harmful that's harmful for the entire ecosystem so it literally is harming us right right but at the same time, if that's all you have and that's where you are in this moment, then you can't judge yourself for needing to eat the non-organic or the whatever. Exactly. <laughs> but you can actually bless and redeem it with your 
deepening your awareness about it. Hmm. I'm off on a whole thing. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Is there time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I get a lot of people come to me and they ask about life purpose. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people understand it almost as if there is a um, sort of a supreme being in the sky. Say it's that. Here's your assignment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's that sort of that white guy with a beard that needs anger management up in the sky <laughs> um, that just says like, hey, um, you know, so and so you're going to go to the planet. You're going to do this horrible job that I know you're going to hate. But guess what? That's your purpose. Mm -hmm. Off you go. See you later. Mm -hmm. So that's not what purpose is. Right. Purpose is you expressing yourself yes. completely. Because when you do that, when you have access to all of yourself, then um, you'll know what is joyful, what makes you what makes you tick and what makes you come alive. Yes. So when you embrace all of that, you're able to express it into the world. Mm -hmm. And know. that, again, is what the world needs. Too. We, we are nature. Exactly. This is an ecosystem. The universe is one song. And so we need whatever chord that you are most, or the, whatever tone right. is yours, yeah. is what makes this beautiful song. Nobody does source like you do source. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I have a friend named Patrick Hayes. He's been on the show a couple of times, and he has he's a musician as well. And I think it's called Your Soul's Plan or something like that. There's this one particular song, and maybe it's, I don't know if it's Your Soul's Plan. Or, no, I think I'm just thinking of the title of the show. But it's something about your soul's purpose or something. And there is this line, this one lyric, right, right in the middle of the song, like right at the bridge. And he says, you came here to astonish us. You mm. came here to astonish us. Oh, I, I, love, like, oh. I love lyrics like that. Yeah, I yeah, know. So and, supporting. And yeah, so yeah. beautiful. And so, you know, such sincerity. Um, I just, so go check out Patrick Hayes' work, H-A-I-Z-E. Um, he's really awesome. He'll be on the show again sometime. So thank you for that. That is really, thank you for pulling, pointing that out about the purpose. That is something that healers get asked all the time. They want to know what their purpose is. Right. And that, I think that sometimes people think that it's like, yeah, quit your job as an accountant because you're supposed to be a Reiki master. And it could be. It could be, but it could also be a transitional place. It could be mm -hmm. that you have relationships with people at your accountancy job that are very yes. important for you, for them to learn something. Like I was in a... It's deeper than the specifics of the expression of whatever right. the purpose is. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I was in a... Um, in, in a job job um, before I started doing this work full time as well. <laughs> the, the fake job that you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, it, it was time for me to ready my system for what to do, what to open up the circuitry that I was needed to do this work that I'm doing right now. Yes. And I'm still expanding. There's more coming. I don't know what it is, but mm -hmm. I can feel this, this nudging. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But it's purposeful. And it is if specifically at this time there, are, do you, have you been feeling those cosmic energies? Uh, well, you were saying the eclipse season and everything has just been pretty, um, Man, I don't know, kind of manic and just like stoking us, right? You've been feeling it a lot. Yeah, I, I used to think that I wasn't really sensitive to them, but yeah, this year has been, you know, definitely proof that I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I know, me too. When I first started opening up to this, these kinds of details about, say, what's happening in ast astrologically and everything, I, I thought, well, I guess I'm not sensitive to that, but it's just because I would be going through some kind of thing. I just didn't realize there was also some energy being offered by the cosmos totally you know? yes. <laughs> so <laughs> and this year seems to be very very intent, uh, intense mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've heard about like the concept of the event yes right. yeah right. so that seems to be happening there's Still. a lot of mm -hmm. waves of energies that are being beamed onto the planet for the throughout the whole year mm -hmm. um, and it's been happening since the harmonic convergence back mm -hmm. in the late 80s I think mm -hmm. but um, so they've been upping the frequency and yes. this year is very um, significant in that yeah. oh my gosh yes I was in on a totally 
I'll say like secular kind of appointment, <laughs> you know, some kind of work that I was doing, but it wasn't to do with specifically, well, everything is to do with healing, but it wasn't specifically to do with metaphysics or anything. And I swear every person that I talked to, like the, I walk into this place and the, the woman says, well, it's Mercury retrograde. And she just like said it casually to me. And I was like, how did you know I would know what that me- meant? Like, like, I thought I was with muggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how did you know? She just casually said it. And right. I was like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, not that that's the only thing. But then another person said something that was like, uh, one person said, wow, it takes really deep presence to do that. And, and I was like, is everybody awake now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that's about beautiful. it. But how is this happening? Right. <laughs> but it is. It's that it's that energy, that dispensation, these dispensations of energy. Or they're just coming through more and more light because we keep saying yes to it and we keep get, being ready for it. And then it's just kind of like we we do one more rep. Right. <laughs> and know? being pushed into it, mm-hmm. you know, kicking and screaming sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I have been suddenly connecting with Pleiadians. Oh. Uh, it's like... And, and what's so crazy about it is that I went back when I, I discovered, I didn't know really that there's kind of, I guess there's three different basic races of Pleiadians. And one of them are the Nordics or mm. the Norse. Mm-hmm. And when I read that somewhere or heard it, I can't remember, I was like, ding. And I went back and searched in my digital journal because that's how I journal. In 2015, I was speaking to some guide and I was like, who are you or what, what is your name? And the only word that would come through was Norse. And I was like, that's not it. That's not a name. That's an adjective right. <laughs> of people. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> and then and I went and I said, you know, what what is it? How am I supposed to work with you or whatever? And the the end of the transmission was balance your chakras first. And I was like, OK, I guess it took me three years to balance my chakras so I could work with the Pleiadians. I really do think that's I was starting to get that connection. And recently they showed up again. Yes. Wow. Really powerfully. I channeled mm. for the first time in, in person while I was doing it online, Pleiadians, and it was really pretty cool. Nice. The energy is really amazing. Yeah. I have a connection with them as well. You do? No yeah. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, I think we are just about out of time. Any uh, final words? Actually, let folks know how they can get in touch with you. You offer these QHHT services here in Southern California. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm in L.A. I'm in the Valley. Um, yeah, um, so I have my office there. So I see people Wednesday through Sundays, daily at 1 o'clock. Sessions last between 4 and 5 hours. I also book energy healings um, in the morning at 11. And then I do group regressions at the Den Meditation and at um, Liberate Hollywood. I'm going to be doing them at Ceremony and on the West Side and the Mystic Journey Bookstore as well. That one's coming up soon, I think, 24th. That's yeah. awesome. And your yeah. website? Website, thank you. So it's Source Energy Therapy and it's hyphenated. So source hyphen energy hyphen therapy. Great. Yeah. Is there, are, are there any re- services you offer remotely, like any counseling or he- healing or anything that is distance? Um, sometimes I do. It's not on my website, but yeah, I, I, I do do that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Just in case, because I mean, I'm sure a lot of people fell in love with you and I have, you know, we have audience all over the place. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I do, yeah, counseling I offer um, online and then energy healing combined with that. Wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Great. Well, this has been a fantastic show. I hope you'll come back again soon. Me too. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being here again, Jeroen Duit. And thank you all for joining me. My website is trishacarcharm.com. I have some on-demand classes up there. I have um, my mentoring program. I'm about to accept a few more slots. So go check me out, trishacarcharm.com. And I will see you again next week live here at 11 a.m. Pacific from Universal Broadcasting Network in Hollywood, California, or any of my social media outlets, which you can find by searching Trisha car charm. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.